you know, we, we don't really look at it as a getaway or as an escape. What we look at when you come to Arcana as a is a place for you to connect and grow and build. Because ultimately, Arcana is helping humanity return to the wild. And what we mean by that, it's not just being in the wild. It's the wild within you, that true unencumbered self, that version of you that you want to be, not what your parents want you to be or what your you know, co-workers want you to be. It's what you want to be. Welcome to Behind the Stays, a podcast that shares the stories behind your favorite Airbnbs, boutique hotels, and hospitality brands, and the hosts, operators, and entrepreneurs who have brought them to life. Every Tuesday and Friday, you'll meet the military veterans, the retired flight attendants, tech entrepreneurs, the school teachers, the single moms, and the real estate investors who are all, in their own unique ways, shaping the future of travel and hospitality. Discover how these visionaries from all over the world have built chic cabins in the mountains, designed bohemian bungalows on the beach, erected eclectic off-grid and nature-immersed escapes, and so much more. Behind the Stays is brought to you by Spontaneous, the internet's best destination for last-minute Airbnb deals. You can subscribe for free at Spontaneous.com. And I'm your host, Zach Cruz, co-founder and CEO of Spontaneous. All right, friends, enjoy the show. In just a moment, you'll meet Jeremy Hill, co-founder and CEO of Arcana, a next-generation nature resort complete with seasonally immersive, science-based experiences that help guests feel nature's true restorative powers. Jeremy was working in banking and had climbed the proverbial and prestigious corporate ladder for years. But one day as he was staring out the window of his beautiful corner office, the question, what the heck am I doing with my life, assaulted his brain. While he couldn't have known it at the time, this moment would be the beginning of a major career pivot. It was this moment that would ultimately lead Jeremy to leave the corporate world behind, jump into entrepreneurship, and set out on a mission to build a supernatural hospitality brand. In this conversation, Jeremy and I discuss how to build a truly experiential and multi-sensory hospitality brand, how Arcana is reimagining food and beverage for its guests in a truly innovative way, how much money he raised to get Arcana's first site off the ground, what their plans for expansion are, and so much more. All right, friends, without further ado, get ready to meet Jeremy. All right, Jeremy, we are live, my friend. Thank you for joining me today. Yeah, thanks, Zach. Great to meet you. It's great to meet you, too. And uh, I was just saying, I was uh, you're, you're up in Toronto. I was in Montreal uh, yesterday, and the weather and the just, like, landscape of that area, that part of, like, the world, especially where I was in, in, in Tremblant, like, north of Montreal, is just absolutely stunning. So um, I, it was fun to get a little taste of Canada in the fall, which was my, my first experience of our, you know, big brother uh, uh, up north. So um, it was a, it, it was a wonderful quick little trip. So I'm, I'm jealous that you get to call that place home. Yeah, I'm pretty lucky to be up here. And uh, I was also lucky enough to go do my undergrad actually in Quebec. So oh, wow. I'm familiar with Tremblant and, and know that area really well. It's beautiful. Ah, oh, wonderful. Well, 
we have a lot to cover today, and I got connected with you through our mutual friend Ryan on on LinkedIn, who's over at the Annex Hotel, and he I can't even remember the the reason why he introed us. I think it was because I was looking for folks who were doing just really cool experiential hospitality stays, and he mentioned uh, you and in, in, in Arcana, and he said, "Hey, have you connected with Jeremy?" And I said no, and so he he made the the intro, and since then I have been all over your website. I've been just blown away by these incredible, beautiful spaces and stays that you guys have created, and it's much more than just you know a, a gorgeous cabin and these these you know mirrors in like the woods. You guys have a whole like a truly like experiential like wellness like programming. There, there's just there, there's a lot of layers to the business that you're building. So. I want to get into all of that, but I, I want to start at the very beginning. Like, where where does the story of Arcana actually begin? Yeah, I mean, so it really first starts with, you know, when you look at the business now and you look at how curated and well thought out it was, it really didn't start out that way. It actually started in a very basic format. I was working at a bank downtown and, you know, I'd been at this bank for about five years and, you know, made my way up the ladder and had a nice corner office, was going to the office wearing a suit and tie every day. <laughs> and I sort of looked out the window and I go like, what am I doing here? You know, how did I, you know, looking back, you know, I was mid thirties, like, how did I get in this position where I'm actually working at a bank wearing a suit, you know? And it's like, oh, not a place I necessarily wanted to be. Hmm. Uh, and I started realizing that, you know, what I was doing on the evenings and weekends was something more akin to what I wanted to do, which was, I know I was lucky enough that I was able to spend time in nature. Um, and even, you know, in the city, I was able to do woodworking in my garage after work and it helped calm me down and relax and just opened up some of my creativity. I also was able to build a few cabins with my dad and brother up north. Wow. And I got so much joy from that, you mm. know, like being able to create something with your hands is tangible. You could see it, you know, whereas when I was at the bank, it was more transactional yeah. paperwork and you, you didn't really see the fruit of your labor mm. beyond, like, you know, a paycheck. And that I needed something like that. And, you know, I found so I was so lucky to be able to experience nature and really understand, start to really understand the value of nature beyond just it looking nice, yeah. but you know, how it actually feels within you. Hmm. And so when, when I got to that point, I, you know, it was like just more of a thought you'd be thinking about it, daydreaming, you know, on and off chance you get when you're at work. And then, you know, I started having conversations with friend and family about it and telling them like, hey, you know, wouldn't it be cool if you could build some cabins and, you know, rent it out to people? Hmm. You know, I had like being up in Canada really hadn't seen the movement what was going down in the United States and some of the businesses there that were a little bit ahead of us in terms of what what they've been offering. And I started talking to my friend, Alan Gerner, and Alan um, had just and been in the he was in the process of selling his business Tokyo Smoke, which is the largest retailer of uh, marijuana in Canada. So it's a wow. it's a legal retailer of marijuana in Canada. It's one of the largest in Canada, if not the largest. Um, and he sold it, and he was looking for something to do. 
it just kind of worked out timing wise where, you know, I was talking to him about this idea and he said, well, have you seen getaway? Yeah. You know, there's a company called getaway in the U S is two Harvard grads and, you know, started looking at that business. You're like, wow, this is really cool. Um, we can do that, but we can do it differently. And how we wanted to do it differently was really take a spin on looking at more of a luxury type of experience, um, really ingratiating into the element of uh, using nature as a tool and providing a lot more experiential, uh, you know, you know, experiential uh, formats within the experience you know like what what you can do while you're there um it's not just a cabin um and so you know we we really started setting out to develop the business and what we quickly recognized was you know i I myself and alan both did you know came to this conclusion together which is we would rather have a small piece of a big pie than a big slice of a small pie. Yeah. <laughs> and so let's bring in a lot of people who are experts who can help grow and build this business. Yeah. And, and so we brought in a lot of different co-founders that have various different skills that complement each other. Hmm. Um, you know, so there's, it first started with Michael Leckie, who's, uh, he's a co-founder, but he's also the architect and designer. Wow. Um, of the cabins and he has a, a studio based out of Vancouver um, and he designed the cabins, which he's done an, an exceptional job of doing. And, you know, I was lucky enough to be able to work alongside him and design the cabins together. Uh, and really we designed these cabins to optimize for hospitality, hmm. to optimize for, you know, a three, two to three night stay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we brought in people like Felicia Snyder, who um, is actually co co CEO with me. And Felicia, uh, you know, was at Oliver Wyman in New York as a consultant. Then she went to Google. Then she worked for Samsung. She worked under the CEO in Samsung in Seoul, Korea. Then she came back and worked for Allen at Tokyo Smoke. Wow. And she's incredible. Uh, just at organizing people, building up initiatives, giving them tasks, and like people can just check things off. She's really good at doing that. Wow. And then we have Renat and Johan, which are also co-founders, and they were um, they're based in New York, and they were the ones who really helped build our brand, build our story, um, alongside Steve Tam, and um, the three of them were really uh, integral parts of the name Arcana and how we told the story of what Arcana is um, in terms of like developing, um, you know, the, you know, all the learnings and past experiences all of us have had from staying at different places around the world. And then looking at that as like, what can we learn from them? But also how can we make this uniquely ours? Yeah, yeah. What's so interesting about, what you guys are doing and you mentioned getaway and i wanted to ask you about how how you guys compared to something like a getaway because obviously that's a uh they're they're somewhat recognizable and, and large here in the us um and and what's interesting about what you guys are doing right and others in sort of this experiential hospitality uh space you've realized right that like nature in and of itself is is just like pure beauty right like there's no when when you go to hotels or you go to other places in the world everyone's trying to sort of like bring the outdoors in right they're trying to give you an experience 
as if you're like in the mountains, if you go to a, like a, a mountain chalet or like a, a mountain boutique hotel, like they want you to feel while you're inside, right? O- almost like, like you're outside. But then what you guys are doing, which, which is so interesting is you're basically saying, no, 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 let's place you outside. And rather than put like art up, right? Rather than worry a ton about like the decor of the space, let's do everything we possibly can to just expose people to the natural world, the world beyond the glass, so to speak, with you know while ensuring they still have like an incredibly comfy like place to to sleep right and they have every high-end amenity that, that they might need but rather than like focus so much about and think through how do we bring the outdoors in it's, it's really more about like no, no 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 how do we like just make a unit work incredibly well in the outdoors right like and and, and i think that 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 is sort of like this next generation, this next wave of hospitality, which I which I totally believe just comes from the fact that most of us spend most of our time working through you know digital formats, right? Like that that is where we're we are spending the the large part of our day, right? And so this this desire and this need for for escape uh, and, and this desire and need for nature is just all more palpable and I think like all all more of a necessity today than it was even even like five, 10 years ago. So anyways, all that is to say is I think that the model that you guys are, are working through and, and building is just incredibly appropriate given kind of where where we're at as as a society, at least in the West today. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you look at, you know, how we have been living over the past 30 years and as technology has become much more uh, relevant in our everyday daily lives we all have many computers in our pockets all the time and you know they have they provide so much value but at the same time they can be very addictive and it can be harder for you to unlock your own creativity and your own sense of curiosity and mm-hmm. wonder that nature can really do and help unlock. Yeah. And sometimes it just helps. Um, you know, we, we don't really look at it as a getaway or as an escape. What we look at when you come to Arcana as a is a place for you to connect and grow and build. Mm. Because ultimately Arcana is helping humanity return to the wild. Mm. And what we mean by that, it's not just being in the wild, it's the wild within you, Hmm. that true unencumbered self, that version of you that you want to be, not what your parents want you to be or what your, you know, coworkers want you to be. It's what you want to be. And when you figure that out, which is very hard to figure out, you are at a point, you know, in Maslow's hierarchy of needs, like we're, we're getting you to the top of that pyramid right yeah and you know it's not going to be necessarily your first day maybe not your second day but as you continue to come to arcana that's our goal yeah yeah oh it's 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 beautiful yo friends i want to interrupt this episode for just a few minutes to share this quick story with you so unless you've been living under a rock you've probably heard me talk about minoan a completely free platform to purchase everything that you need for your short-term rental well the minoan team has been a huge huge supporter of behind the stays and so i asked them if i could interview a few of their customers to get the inside scoop on their honest thoughts about the platform and they agreed 
So have a listen to the following quick story to better understand how Minoan works, how it compares to other offerings in the space, and why so many STR owners and operators trust Minoan to help them furnish their Airbnbs. All right, Maddie. So I want to hear the story behind how For the Love of Upstate began. Can you take us back to, to the beginning of this, this brand that you've built? Yeah, yeah. So back to the beginning of my Airbnb story in general. Um, so I started with rental arbitrage, worked my way up to save for down payment on a house in Big Bear. We ran that for one winter and then decided to sell it because the real estate market was crazy. And <laughs> we got an offer we just couldn't refuse. But then I had this idea of creating a brand of short-term rentals that was consistent and luxury and just like a reliable experience for travelers. And so we were looking for an area that would basically like accept that business model. So it had to be an area that wasn't super saturated, but it also had to have enough deals where we could buy multiple properties um, and not create our own competition. So we came to upstate New York um, to visit and to look at properties and we just like fell in love. Like it was the most beautiful place. It's like neon green here in the summer. It's beautiful in the fall. The winter is fun. So it just seemed like the perfect area for us to build this company. Um, So the portfolio so far is a combination of rental arbitrage, properties we own, properties investors own, properties we own with investors. So we've been able to grow using multiple different methods of financing and partnerships. Um, And we're just at the beginning. We've only really been operating since the beginning of this year. Wow, that's incredible. Uh, First and foremost, congrats on on that growth from an idea to to where you're at today in just a couple of years. I want to talk to you a little bit about Minoan because I know that they've been a part of of your story and a a part of what what you're building. What was it that was attractive to you about their offering? I think the first time I heard about Minoan was through social media. Okay. Um, So like we followed each other, would comment on each other's posts, and then that moved to the DMs. I kind of got to know their team before I even knew what the product was or what they were offering. And then eventually hopped on a call with Sage, who is amazing. um, And she walked me through the platform and what the possibilities were. What caught my eye at first was the ability to have a shoppable property because it was something that I had played around with before. Um, but it was very attractive that they already had the infrastructure built so Mm. I could piggyback off of what they built but still accomplish what we were looking to do. So that's what first drew us in. And then second, like once we saw the product discounts, we were like, oh, this is a no brainer. Part of the ethos of For the Love of Upstate is having more luxury goods, um, nicer furniture, better amenities, nicer supplies. And using Minoan allows us to have those luxury items while still justifying to investors why we're spending on them. So a $5,000 couch is still a $5,000 couch, but we might have gotten it for 3,500. It was a game changer for us. Um, And I went so crazy at first, like bought all the nicest things. And those are the things that guests notice, the things that I bought on Minoan that I spent extra on, but in reality saved on are the things that the guests really like, like nicer mattresses, beautiful couches, snag appliances. Um, They've made all the difference and the guests totally notice. And then the customer service is just like next level. A huge part of setting up an Airbnb is going through the inventory and seeing what's damaged or what didn't get there or what you changed your mind about. And that was like used to be my least favorite part of the entire process, like printing out labels and scheduling pickups and driving to FedEx to the point where I just sometimes wouldn't do it. I'd be like, whatever, we'll keep it. We'll put it in the garage. (laughs) Um, But Manoa makes it so easy. Like I just email them a picture. I'm like, hey, the TV's broken. 
And they reply with like, hey, here's the label. FedEx will be here at this time. Tell us where you leave the box. Um, and it has just been so, so easy. My last question for you, Maddie, is, is about, you know, what's next for, for the Love of Upstate? What does the next year to, to two years look like for you all? Yeah, yeah. The next year, we're really focused on growing in upstate New York. Um, we have five properties that are either up and running or under construction. Um, but we're kind of now moving like rapid fire speed on acquiring more and more properties because we have investors ready to deploy with us. And then I think after a year or so continuing to grow up here, we would love to expand into another area, like for the love of whatever that may be. Because mm. um, my partner and I, we love moving around. We've always moved to where Airbnbs are. So I think that continuing to grow our business in upstate New York and then choosing a new area will be really fun for us. If folks who are listening to this conversation just want to learn a little bit more about you and, and follow your story, what's the best way for them to do so? Yeah, on Instagram, we are at Skylar and Maddie. And on TikTok, we are at Maddie and Skylar. We couldn't get the same one on both. (laughs) I love it. Well, Maddie, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank you. All right, folks. So you just heard about how great Minoan is. And again, it is totally free. So as soon as this episode is over, head on over to the link in the show notes below and create your free Minoan account. And when you do so, be sure to tell them that Zach from Behind the Stays sent you their way. All right, guys, back to the episode we go. You know, it's funny. I, the the place we were staying at, we were working on a, on a project with a a brand um, called Hinter uh, out in in Montreal, and their their the place that we stayed, Hinter House, is essentially like this beautiful like glass box right in, in nature, and it was so funny, right? They in, in the main living space, like they don't have a TV. They just have this like gorgeous uh, like fireplace, right? And um, we're, my my uh, my buddy, who's our our video guy, and, and myself, we're like sitting there, right, after a long day of shooting. And all of a sudden, like everything, and you know, you can see through the glass walls. You can kind of see outside. You can see the moon reflecting off the trees. But then, like you're like in this like beautiful warm space with the fire. And it's the fire is like really like where the TV should go, right? Like it, like that that is what is supposed to be there, and yet the same effect of just kind of staring into the fire after a long days, you know, worth of, of, of work and then thinking and talking and brainstorming, like the way that the evening closed out was so much more peaceful and so much more fulfilling. Whereas if they had just had a TV in that exact space, which is what you would expect, right? It, it, we, we would have just like, you know, put a game on or like, you know, watch some Netflix show or whatever, whatever it might, you know, might've been. Yeah. And, and I think like that in essence was our was our version of like wild right which was really more just like a a a creative wild brainstorm that came about in this in this like beautiful well-intentioned highly designed space so i think again what what you guys are tapping into is this deep need in in all of our souls that it's really hard to even describe until you're until you're in it right until you're until you're actually experiencing it it's, it's really hard to describe until you've experienced. And that's why we have, I mean, we have such great testimonials from people that experienced our stays. And it's really been a huge motivator for the team and everyone involved as we read out these testimonials. And like, it brings tears to people's eyes. Yeah. When you, you hear these testimonials, like, this is unbelievable that this, this group or this person, and we get a lot of solo travel too. And, mm. and how they they feel after an experience and right away they want to rebook again. Yeah. 
it's just a huge validation to what we're doing. It makes us feel really good. It makes us want to build more of these cabins and, you know, continue to grow and provide the Arcana experience across North America. Yeah, which is very exciting. And and that's a perfect segue into describing what the actual business of, of Arcana looks like today. Can you just give us a that, that, that overview? Like, are you guys self-funded like did you guys raise money are you like how many units are we talking about like what what does arcana from a business standpoint look like today yeah so from a business standpoint today you know the you asked a lot of questions yeah, here, sorry. so sorry <laughs> to down to to um you know where we're at and how we how we really got there first so we talked about building up the team the brand um but we didn't really talk about the pilot site which is our our first property we call it a pilot site you know think of it as like a pop-up shop or a concept store where it's like we're really testing and learning different ideas yeah. different cabin designs different offerings um, and looking at how we can hone in and improve the experience so that when we build our first full scale site, we'll take we'll have taken all of those learnings and apply it to a scaled site. Yeah. And, and so that's what we've done. We've we've developed the pilot site. The pilot site started with really three cabins. It's immersed in this beautiful forest. We're 300 acres and we're adjacent to a 2000 acre provincial park. Wow. Deep wood lot um, with stunning views. We're on the escarpment, which is this area where you can overlook this big, beautiful lake. Um, and you've got uh, a listening room, which is a like, and we we keep a lot of these things as secrets, right? Because it's all about rewarding the seeker. Mm. And if you reveal everything all at once, then there's not so much for you to be surprised and odd about when you arrive so we try to keep things a little bit secret but when you're when you arrive there you're not greeted by anybody yeah you, know, you park your car we you you park your car away from your cabin you have to walk to your cabin we don't want you to see your car mm. near your cabin mm. because as you see your car you think about should i get in my car where can i go you know, we want you to stay and immerse yourself on the property for the, the entire duration of your stay. Wow. And so when you arrive, you're you're immersed in this sense of discovery the whole time. You know, we give you a, a trail map, where to go to find the sauna, where to go to the listening room, uh, where there's a record player. Um, and we call that an analog room because there's no Wi-Fi in there. Nice. The rest of the but he does have Wi-Fi, but that section of the property doesn't. And so the pilot site was a, a place where we tested and we learned a lot. Uh, we launched that in 2020 during the peak of COVID. And immediately we sold out. Within 24 hours, we Jeez. sold out. Jeez, wow. And, and, and we realized, oh, one, maybe we're pricing too low. But two, we realized that there was incredible demand. So when we released our next tranche of bookings, we increased the price and we sold out in 48 hours. <laughs> uh, and it's just unbelievable. And we're just like, wow, this is amazing. And, you know, even then, uh, after we that happened, I wasn't, I didn't even feel good about it yet because the true test for me was going to be the testimonials of what people said. Mm. So we went through this experience and we, we tested and we, we were very successful in our launch, far more successful than I think we initially anticipated and and we're okay we're ready we're yeah. ready to grow we're ready to expand we have a team member based in the U.S. who's looking at sites all across the United States and 
the Catskills near Austin and over near LA and various areas about two to three hour drive outside of major metropolitan centers. Um, and we ended up finding a place closer in our backyard, which is an area in Muskoka. Okay. Um, and Muskoka, if you're not familiar with this, is like um, a very nice cottage country area. There's beautiful lakes. Uh, there is a, you know, a summit there a few years ago. I think we had Obama up there. Oh, wow. uh, it's, it's a, it's a pretty high end, uh, well-known area in Canada. And, um, we, we were lucky enough to secure a 160 acre property there. We're putting 23 cabins down. Wow. Wow. Amazing. And, and we're going to have a, a large central amenity area where there's a pavilion, there's a fireplace, there's an honor bar. We have a large sauna adjacent to that, all right on the water. Um, so we, we have 3,000 feet of waterfront, which essentially means almost every single cabin has uh, waterfront access wow. and views. Oh, that's, that, is, that is so amazing. First and foremost, I love the, I love the pilot site test because when, when you are trying to not just build a collection of short-term rentals, right? But but actually build a, a true hospitality brand, you 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 need to figure out like what you're going to be known for, right? Like what is the Arcana experience supposed to kind of feel like? And and what are what are those little like luxuries, those little surprises that that we that you all want to sort of like bes- bestow upon your guests? Like which ones work, which ones don't, which ones do people love, which ones do, you know, are they sort of like neutral about? And I think that your, your your the work that you all have done in this text testing phase is, is remarkably important if you want to scale, right? Which which you guys do. And and I think too often it's like, oh, let's buy a plot of land, let's like just, you know, take some prefab cabins, like let's pop it up and like let's kind of see what happens. And I think like again, that that's a fine model for some folks if you want to stay small and if you wanna you if you really are just looking for like a you know a, a short-term rental investment opportunity. But I think if you were you're serious about building building a true hospitality brand, you have to do the work of figuring out what is it about an arcana experience that is that is actually unique. And that that uniqueness takes time because Jeremy, you might have an idea of like, oh, I think if we did a hot tub, everyone would love it, right? Turns out maybe people just don't use the hot tub enough and or maybe yeah. everybody has a hot tub now. Like literally every short term has a hot tub now. So it's like, is that really even unique anymore? <laughs> like I would argue no, yeah. right? So and, and you, but you need the you need the time and the space and the and and the ability to to run these experiments, quite frankly. And it sounds like you guys have done a really good job of of doing just that. Absolutely. I mean, actually, the hot tub is a good example because we're testing um, four hot tubs at the new site and they're they're all wood burning. Oh, um, nice. And so it's it's not just about, hey, let's do hot tubs. It's how are we going to deliver a hot tub experience? Mm. Yes. That like when they put their foot in the water, the water is the perfect temperature. And that's hard to do when it's wood fire. Yeah. And then what's the scent that we're going to apply in the water? Mm. And what are the amenities that we're going to deliver within that experience? Because it's not like, hey, here's a hot tub out here, grab a towel, hop in. It's like, we're going to curate this experience. So it's, you know, a two hour timeline that we know that you feel completely fulfilled. We're going to give you some exercises and things to think about. And, and we're really not prescriptive. We're not saying you have to do these things, but what we do is we say, here are some things available for you to experience during your stay. Choose to do it if you like. Hmm. You're, 
you're going to really get more out of the experience if you do those things, yeah. but we're not going to, you know, you could very well sit in your cabin the whole time. Uh, and that's up to you. Right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we recognize that mental health is, uh, you know, part, part of what we're doing is it's a wellness experience and, you know, everyone has different ways of, uh, experiencing mental health and, you know, there's a lot of ways to grow and exercises you can do to improve upon that. And we're not experts in that, but what we, what we do understand is that everyone is different and everyone defines wellness differently. Hmm. And so what we may define as wellness may not be necessarily the same for others. And we want others to feel comfortable in this space and feel like they can get the most out of it when they're there. Hey guys, it's Zach. If you're enjoying this episode, could you do me two very quick favors? First, this show is possible thanks to a handful of incredible organizations who've signed on to be advertising partners of Behind the Stays. It would mean the world to me if you'd take just a second to scroll down to the show notes and go learn more about this episode's sponsor. Even if you aren't in the market for agency support or a new PMS at the moment, it never hurts to be aware of who else is out there. And second, if you're listening to this episode on Spotify, could you be so kind as to give Behind the Stays a five-star rating? And if you're on Apple Podcasts, could you submit a quick review and let me know what you love most about the show? I know it seems trivial, but these things really, really do help us grow the show. And just a reminder that if you've ever got feedback from me on how to make the show better, shoot me an email directly at Zach, that's Z-A-C-H, at spontaneous.com. You all really are the best. I love receiving your emails and DMs. All right, so check out the sponsor and leave us a rating and a review, please. All right, guys, back to the show. So are you guys, when you talk about these these offerings that you're that you're serving up to to your guests, if I like, like when I check in, is there like a book? Is there like a menu of options for me to experience? Like, like walk us through that, that experience just to make it a little bit more concrete. Yeah. So I'll, I'll walk you through the new experience that we've developed based on all the learnings we've experienced at the pilot site. And one of the things is critical is where you're putting your vehicle and how you're being transported from your car to your cabin. And that first starts with going through our welcome moment. And our welcome moment is really when you're, um, it's a cleansing of the palate. Hmm. You know, it's, it's that, it's that I'm walking away from some of the stresses I have and I'm now entering, going through the closet in Narnia and I'm walking through into the, the portal nice. into Arcana. Huh. And when you pass through that experience, you're now being teleported into a new world where you are in a sense of discovery and, and curiosity. And that's what we're really trying to unlock in people. And you're you're given a wayfinding signs directing you towards your cabin. When you get there, there's a key code to get in. Um, there's uh, some nice amenities to greet you at the table when you arrive and there's a little book of moments and that little book of moments takes into some of the things that you're asking about, which is really, you know, some of our offerings, but not all of our offerings. Mm -hmm. And we have little breadcrumb moments that guide you across the property that can take you over to, you know, the communal fire pit or the foraging area or areas within the property that, you know, we may not explicitly tell you to do 
to do that. But if you choose to sort of pick up on the signs around you, you'll follow it and go. Hmm. Very, very, very cool. That was a that was a beautiful like descri- description. I was like totally like transported there. Yeah. Um, at least where you know where there is in in, in my mind. Um, one one of the things I'm curious about is, and I've been fortunate enough to talk to several cool entrepreneurs who are like building, uh, you know, concepts that focus more on experiential hospitality for folks. And and one of the one of like the big questions that I always have for folks that, that I think folk, people are trying to answer, but I, I haven't been super satisfied with, with any answers I've received is, is solving for like the, the food and beverage like problem, right? Because like what, what you guys have done and what so many people have done, um, or what other people have done too is really cool. Is like creating these, this hotel like experience, like this resort like experience, but a couple key things that are missing, right, is is food and beverage at, at the resort in, in most contexts. And then also just like you don't actually have staff there. Maybe you guys do, but like a lot of people don't actually have staff on site, right? And and and, and that that's where the experience is just a little bit different than, you know, mm-hmm. what you might get at Four Seasons, for instance. So walk us through how you guys are thinking about these challenges and like where you're at now and and how that might evolve over time. I'm, I'm glad you asked about food and beverage because food and beverage is actually a really important part of our offering that I, I neglected to tell you earlier. And um, so it's, it is important. We did learn a lot about this. Huh. Uh, we wanted to be super local. Yeah. You know, we wanted to offer things from local businesses, really help build up the local businesses surrounding our locations uh, because they have a lot to offer. Uh, they have a lot of knowledge of what what is available that is super fresh, local. Um, and we started working with, at the pilot site, we started working with a local high-end restaurant. Okay. And what we did is we created these uh, food packages for guests. So when you arrive, you have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You have snacks. Wow. All curated for you from the from the restaurant. And it's in the fridge for you when you arrive. Wow. And so, for example, you know, we encourage everyone to cook everything over the open fire pit we have with a grill you know, on their deck. Um, but there's also an oven. There's also a stove top. Wow. So you, you can, you know, depending on how you feel and your comfort level with your cooking, it's available either way. And, you know, for example, like you'll get like a nice piece of chicken that's fully marinated and all you have to do is put it on the grill. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, you know, all the sides are there too. So, you know, sometimes I'll hear people like, oh, it's like HelloFresh. They're like, no, it's not really like HelloFresh because it's coming from a high-end restaurant <laughs> that has, you know, packaged everything up in a much more easier way to cook. Yeah. Um, there's less plastic, like there's not that whole plastic stuff you get. And, you know, at the, at the full-scale site in Muskoka, we actually partnered with uh, Restaurant Pro Morset. And Restaurant Pro Morset is one of the top restaurants in Canada. Wow. And they have a location in Niagara. Um, it's actually Jordan Valley, which is an hour south of Toronto. And they are hyper local in terms of how they curate and offer food on their menu. Wow. Um, and and as a result, we're offering the same to our guests. Um, and you know, we have 
uh, that that is very exciting because now when you arrive, everything's there for you. Yeah. Our ultimate goal is that you don't leave the property at all. Yeah. 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 You're staying there the whole time. As soon as you leave, something can happen that we have like that's out of our control yeah so like you could get in a fender bender you could you know be in traffic you may go out to a restaurant that has poor service and then when when someone asks oh how was your time in arcana you may reference something that was totally out of our control that you didn't enjoy Interesting. whereas if you come and stay at arcana and you you know follow the steps that we provide for you we have a greater probability of you enjoying your stay fascinating that is that is that is such an like astute way of like thinking about guest experience because because you're so right right <laughs> the minute somebody leaves the property you don't have control over what happens and i think about like my own experiences of being i literally just had an experience where with the place i was staying in montreal it was perfect it was amazing blah blah, blah right but then we got a flat tire right and so i had to call yeah. like you know and i'm in canada and i don't know what like it's just it's a whole thing and we're on the side of the road and it, you know, thank, thankfully we were able to get help and it was, everything was fine. It was a rental car, like there was no spare in the car. So it was just like, it was a whole song and dance. And of course, like the first thing I did when I got back was my wife was like, so how was the trip? And I was like, oh my gosh, it was great. But you know, like, let me tell you about like my flat tire. And so, and so that, that the fact that you guys are trying to solve for, for something like that is, is just so intentional and I, and I, and I love it. I want to, I want to return back to the, the business because all of this sounds incredible. How how was it like funded? Did you guys raise money? Did you guys all just invest your personal capital into this? Like, talk to us about the funding. Of yeah, the so we we all put all the co-founders that I mentioned earlier. They, every single one of them has put money into the deal. Wow, nice, uh, including myself. Uh, so we all have our own money, and we went out and we raised. Uh, we did a friend and family raise in 2020 that helped fund the development and the construction of the pilot site. Okay. Uh, we raised three million dollars then, uh, and then we've just done. Uh, we closed another round about a year ago, uh, and that was to to be able to offer uh, funding towards the operation of our Muskoka property. Amazing, amazing. Uh, and the Muskoka property is a separate. We have a propco opco model, so the um, Muskoka property is a separate entity under a propco, and that we've raised money for that as well. Uh, right. So we, you know, raised over $15 million for the development of the Muskoka property. Yeah. Okay. Um, but we keep that separate from our opco, which is really our brand marketing and operations. Yeah. And that's the core of our con. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Last minute cancellations suck. And that's why we built ping. Ping makes it easy for guests to be notified when their favorite Airbnbs become available. Ping is a simple widget that lives on your website or your direct booking site and allows your fans and followers to sign up and be notified if their preferred dates become available. Here's how it works. Jimmy sees that you're booked the whole month of October, but he wants to be notified if any three-night window in the month becomes available. Jen is a returning guest and she wants to be notified if any week in June, July, or August becomes available. In a matter of seconds, Jimmy and Jen fill out the simple form and they will be pinged if the requested dates become available. And as a host, you will immediately get pinged via email with Jimmy and Jen's contact information and requested dates, which enables you to build up your own database of guest email addresses. 
Ping is what the best Airbnb hosts use to maximize bookings. You can get access to our beta pricing with plans that start at just $39 a year at bnbping.com. Again, that's bnbping.com. Given sort of that structure, is the hope like, does Arcana want to manage other sort of experiential hospitality brands and, and, and sites? Like, is there is there sort of like a play where you guys do something like a Marriott, right? And you just, you manage uh, luxury hotels, but you don't actually own them. Or like, like what, as you guys think about growth, is the is the hope to verticalize everything and integrate everything, or is the hope to hey maybe let's let's you know pursue the management route? Right, I, I think that's a good question. What we've really been pursuing to date, and our objective is to grow ten to fifteen new sites across North America in the next five years. Nice. Uh, and so when you look at that, you know we'd be in the Catskills, we'd be outside Austin, you know, outside of LA, outside of Chicago, and all the major metropolitan centers across the United States and in Canada. Um, we could probably take another site in, uh, in outside of Toronto. I think Toronto is a really great market for this. Um, so, you know, typically a site is around 30 to 50 cabins. Okay. Wow. And, uh, but at the same time, to answer your question, we would not be opposed to it if someone were to approach us. Um, I don't think we would necessarily be operators of Marriott's, but we would be interested in operating other businesses similar to Arcana. Yeah. So as an example of that is like, a you know, a, a spa or a vineyard, like a destination, where you know there's existing sales at that property they may have additional land that could accommodate you know say 10 to 15 of our cabins yeah we were interested in that yeah uh, that that's cool to us we can you know help help their business improve sales but at the same time we'd be able to uh, deliver the arcana experience and then they could go to the vineyard yeah they could go to Right. And Are so you- there's, there's different ways that we can, you know, we're entrepreneurs, we're, we're versatile, uh, we can adapt. Yeah. Uh, but what we, you know, our, that's our main objective. We're going to grow our Kana sites across North America. Beautiful. Uh, what's interesting about what you were just saying about like the vineyards is, are you familiar with Harvest Hosts? Have you heard Harvest of them? Hosts. Yeah. So Harvest no. Hosts. Harvest House is like this. Uh, I'm I'm always surprised at how few people in like the short term rental experiential like hospitality like space know of Harvest House. Basically, it's a it's a, it's a membership, right? And if it's for RVers, and RVers are like you know huge in the states, right? And you can go and you can stay for free or for very 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 cheap. You can park your RV at a vineyard, right, or at a brewery or at a farm or whatever, right? And then. Most of the time, again, most of the time it's free to just like park there and stay overnight. But there's like this like honor system that you will go and you'll spend money at the vineyard or you'll spend money at the brewery or whatever. Um, Joel Holland, who's the CEO, uh, has been on uh, this show before and, and he's just an incredible, like incredible entrepreneur. Anyhow, I have been really surprised that we don't see more of the things that you just mentioned of like, why aren't there more high end luxury accommodations on a vineyard or at a brewery like i i live you know in dc and right outside is virginia wine country and there's some beautiful vineyards right and you go there it's a drive like it's an hour and a you know hour or so to to wine country and these vineyards are 
just unbelievably beautiful, right? And and Virginia mm-hmm. is like a you know third, if not kind of like fourth tier like wine region, right? <laughs> and, right? And yet, and I'd love to like you know go go for a night and just you know go go to the vineyard and then stay overnight with my wife or whatever it is. But the, there there are no nice accommodations around. Like literally, there's like a roadside inn, like that's the closest thing, and it's still twenty minutes from the vineyard, right? Anyways. This is a long way of, of just saying from from my very limited experience and observations, that sort of model that you guys are just even roughly entertaining is totally worth pursuing because I don't see nearly enough examples of, of, of folks doing stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I see it as a great opportunity. We've been getting the reason why I mentioned it is just because we, we've been getting inbound leads from from businesses like that who are interested in working with us. Yeah, uh, we, we get a lot of inbound interest in Arcana and, you know, it's important to, you know, uh, communicate with those leads, but also at the same time, remain focused on what the core business is. Yeah. Because I also know that through the the money raising process, there's a lot of people trying to steer you in many different directions. <laughs> sometimes it's to optimize for their own self-interest. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's based on something they've read that they think we should do. Um, but ultimately we're very confident in what we're doing and how we're doing it. And we've been getting incredible feedback. So we're going to continue to do what we're doing. Um, there may be some opportunities to do some, some really cool, like, like you say, like ones that align well with our brand and align well with how they're communicating and how, um, they, they're working because ultimately I just want to work with cool people. Yeah. I want to work with people who have like similar mindset to me about how we should be working and shaping this world to be, you know, a better place. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you, what do you think about like, as, as more and more of these, you know, experiential getaways, these high end, right? Like very, very curated brands come into the space. Like, do, do you still see, do you feel like we're early and that there's just still so much opportunity from your vantage point, or or do you feel I, one of the things that's always hard is because I talk to great people who are doing incredible things like you all the time, and I feel like sometimes the it, it can seem like is the, is there room for all of these like experiential hospitality brands, and then I go outside of my little bubble and I talk to like my friends or my family or whatever, and like none of them have even heard of any of these brands, like 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 so I have to remind myself that Zach, you live in a bubble, right? Like this is not reality. But from your vantage point, as you, because I'm sure you guys have done a lot of market research and you've looked at competitors and you've looked at like, hey, if we want to go enter markets like Austin, outside of Austin or outside of Chicago, outside of DC, who's currently there and like what are they doing? What what have you found? Like, do you feel like these markets are are, are saturated? Do you feel like there's like still just tons of room? What what is your what are your sort of like honest observations about? Oh no, yeah, I mean, I think there's tons of opportunity. What I see is that there's there's um, price points that are much lower than ours that yeah. have a different offering. Yeah. And then there's price points that are like significantly higher. Yeah. And I don't really feel like there's um, a luxury offering with the price point that we have, um, which, you know, I, I think is a, a great opportunity. I also think that the way we have created our experience is so unique yeah. that it can help pull and draw from some of the other comps as well. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, there is there is a lot of room for opportunity here. 
And, you know, there's a thousand different ways to, to offer it. Yeah. Um, I think it's always going to come down to brand and what people are, you know, trust and recognizing, you know, one of the things that we always wanted to make sure that we did was that we delivered an experience that was consistent Hmm. every single time. Yeah. When you came into our room, it was consistent yeah. and you know that you're going to have a nice rest. You're going to feel good here and there, you're not going to have that inconsistency that, you know, can happen on Airbnb where, you know, it's really up to the host to be able to offer the experience that you're looking for. Yeah. And so consistency and trust and being able to share the experiences that people have had are really going to be what is going to allow us to retain customers bring in new customers and grow this business. Yeah. One of the things that I think that you guys have also done really well, which I've been pleasantly surprised to, to learn in, in the context of this conversation, is tapping into sort of that surprise and delight component of hospitality, right? Which is so hard. Like I, again, you know, we've seen lots of folks doing really, really cool things in the space. And sometimes when you go out there and you stay in one of these units and you, sometimes you're paying like 800 bucks, a thousand bucks a night for, for this like crazy cool, like luxury treehouse that you might be staying in. It's still 600 square feet, but it's like crazy cool and luxury or whatever. But right, because there is no staff on site in, in, in most contexts, like you don't get there's no one there to like drop you off like a surprise like bottle of champagne or like to do turn down like at night or like the, the the little things that like you get used to if you stay in nice hotels trying to find ways to replicate that in in sort of this experiential hospitality like short-term rental space like that is really really difficult and it sounds like you guys are trying to do that which is so so cool to hear because i think that that is an opportunity that no one has been able to figure out at at least at any sort of meaningful scale. Yes. Uh, so I think we have, what we also recognized was that there was this period between when you book your stay to when you arrive, where it's like all of a sudden it's, it goes ghost and yeah. like, you know, there's very little communication. And if there is, it's like, this is how you get here, you know, yeah. um, you know, bring, bring some hiking boots. Yeah. Um, but what we looked at doing was, and what we are doing is, you know, we've curated Spotify playlists for people during their drive. Mm. Uh, you know, we've we've looked at and done research into the people that have booked so that we have a better knowledge of what their expectations are and a better knowledge of uh, how we can make the experience a little bit more important for them. Mm. We actually have a team book club uh, and one of the books we read recently, which is a huge motivator for the team and has become something of a survival for us is the unreasonable hospitality by Will Gadara. Um, And we really enjoy that book. And I actually made it a point to um, send, you know, so like in just an example of something we've done recently is we had, uh, a woman uh, book a stay for us for, you know, eight months in advance. Wow. And when she booked that, she she messaged me on LinkedIn. And I, you know, started asking her some questions. And I, you know, realized it was for her birthday. Um, it was actually, no, it was 12 months in advance because Jeez. her birthday was like two days later. Okay. Right. And, and then it was going to be another year before her birthday was going to be at Arcona. 
And so what I did is I said, guys, we got to do something for her birthday this year. And we're going to send it to her office. And we sent her a whole big Arcana care package and we mailed it to her office. Wow. Like amazing. Right. Cause it was like something totally unexpected for her. And that really came out of reading unreasonable hospitality. It was like, what can I do to reward this person for taking such a big leap? She booked five days. She, she got her friends involved. They booked five days. Yeah. You know, wow, this is like a true cheerleader and believer of our business. having never once stayed there before. And like, I want to make sure that she is going to have the best time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh, dude, that is amazing. I, this, this has been just a, a, fantastic conversation and I'm so thankful quite frankly for for what you guys are doing and the the model that you're setting and how you're thinking through these incredibly specific details right and and trying to craft and curate something that is that is truly exponential not just in the actual physical structure right but but in all these other touch points along the way if, if folks want to learn more about you and and what Arcana is doing and if they, if they just want to like you know get involved in, in, in the community? Like what's, what's the best way for them to do so? I would first go and look at our Instagram, find Arcana, um, hashtag find Arcana. That's our website as well. Find Arcana. You can reach out to us at stay, uh, stays at find Arcana.com. Uh, and, um, you, you can actually get me through that email. I'm happy to answer any questions that anyone might have. Um, you know, in terms of anyone that's looking to get into this space, I mean, I, like I said, I think there's plenty of opportunity here. Um, this is a, we're, we have a growing population. We have a growing interest in this space and, you know, there's, there's plenty to do. So, um, you know, please reach out. Fantastic. And I'll have links to all of those um, various destinations that Jeremy just mentioned in the show notes below. But sir, thank you so much for your time. It's been a real pleasure. Yeah, Zach, thanks so much. Really appreciate your questions. Great talking with you and uh, best of luck with the podcast. Hey friends, hope you've enjoyed today's show. If you are an Airbnb host or know an Airbnb host who'd like to come on the show, please send me an email at Zach, Z-A-C-H, at spontaneous.com and we will chat. Behind the Stays is brought to you each week by Spontaneous, a carefully curated weekly newsletter that brings you the best last minute deals and upcoming steals on Airbnb. It's sort of like Scott's cheap flights, but for Airbnb. You can sign up once again for free at spontaneous.com. Last but certainly not least, I didn't believe in Marie Kondo's whole spark joy mantra until I started podcasting. Now, my joy is sparked every time I see a new subscriber roll in. So please hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And so you add a little spark to my joy fire today. Okay, that was kind of weird, but um, we're going to roll with it. Subscribe, um, and thanks in advance. All right, everyone, see you next time.